Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, brought to you by the makers of Vegan Food and Living, the UK's only dedicated vegan magazine. As always, Molly and I kick off the episode today by talking about our favourite subject, vegan food. Find out what we've been cooking and get inspired for your next meal. And in part two, I'm joined by dietitian Lisa Simon to discuss male and female fertility and the amazing ways in which a plant-based diet can help you last week because you had a week off didn't you I did I did have a week off um I wish truthfully I wish I was off for longer but that's fine (laughs) I'm happy to see your face do you feel refreshed (laughs) I do I do oh my gosh do you know what I just really recommend having a holiday like taking time off and not doing anything staycation yeah like not going away I think I love obviously going on holiday and stuff like that but there's part of me that when I like go off work and on holiday I then need a few days like or even a week after to like get myself back on track and just to actually do nothing yeah um and I managed to do that this time obviously because we just didn't really go anywhere the purpose was to sort of do like a lot of house clearing because house is on the market now certainly. yeah um so yeah did a lot of like admin stuff um and then the other half I was just getting drunk with my friends having the best time with some delicious food yeah yeah what what were you cooking then I was thinking about you I was thinking I always think I wonder what Molly's making tonight and I should actually just go on your Instagram because it's probably on there isn't it you should (laughs) you actually should do that I'm Um, so useless (laughs) um oh my god mate just cooked so many delicious things um I'm just trying to think made a galette which mm. I was very, very happy with. Um, I'm really trying to better my pastry skills because I think it's a really good skill to have. Oh, God, I'll talk to you about my pastry disaster in a minute. 
Oh man, was it? Is it your scones or your your quiche? No, you tell me about yours first, and then I'll you tell you. First. No, you, you go, go first. first. You go first. <laughs> um, so yes, I made a strawberry galette, um, which if you don't know what a galette is, it's kind of like a, a rustic tart. Um, you can have them sort of any type to fill in. Fruit is mainly like the most popular one. Um, but yeah, this, I just love a strawberry tart mm. and it felt kind of like, although I wasn't celebrating the coronation, it felt like I was kind of like subconsciously being quite patriotic because it, it, it just looked like quite a, I don't know, British dessert. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Although Galette's French, isn't it? But yeah, strawberries are British. We'll stay it, with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The strawberries I did use were British strawberries. So yes, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> and what else did I cook? Oh, I did have a bit of a disaster last night. So I cooked, um, my boyfriend made a delicious curry and I was like, right, I'm going to do sort of like a side um, of charred chicory and then I put mint yogurt on top, pomegranate seeds and like some Bombay mix as well for just texture. Um, And it was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! What, because of So it was so bitter. I just like everything... I, the yogurt, I think, was the wrong thing. I think I needed something quite sweet instead of like it was kind of a garlicky yogurt, right? Um, More like a mango uh, chutney type. Yeah, sauce. I did get. I got um, took the recipe um, from Olive Magazine, so it was inspiration inspired from there. So I just tweaked some of the stuff. Um, it's so yeah. annoying, isn't it? When it's you're just like, why did it? Yeah, it's just not. It worked. looked stunning. It yeah. looked gorgeous. <laughs> But it was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, my mum did um, a thing in her garden for the coronation. You know, all the bunting and the, um, like, we did tug of war and stuff. It was really good, actually. Oh, that's cute. Um, But, yeah, I did. We all made food. Everyone took food. My mum did some vegan sausage rolls, like she always does, and a few other bits. Um, But I did the cheese and courgette scones from the mm. may issue of vegan food and living which was on our cover and they were great they I, looked amazing yeah i mean they didn't rise my mum said that was probably because i overmixed the dough yeah you probably knocked all the air out of it yeah so um if I, yeah if i made them again i'd just sort of just tweak that a little bit but they were yeah they were delicious did you have to leave them um prove no mm. Yeah, I wonder whether... Yeah, I don't know. Do, do you have to leave scones proof? It's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? Is it a biscuit or a, like a, a cake? I know. The texture is kind of like in between, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. But I, I quite actually preferred them in a way, flatter, because I don't mm. like sort of a big doughy thing. So yeah. they were quite nice. I was just sort of breaking it up and dipping it in... Um, I made some like aioli, garlic mm. aioli, with silken tofu. Um, and yeah that was really nice and all the non-vegans ate them which is brilliant and then I did two quiches which was a little bit of a um, (laughs) you know a a bit of a step too far because it was like two completely different recipes and I spent all day Saturday cooking and I was just like what are you doing (laughs) yeah so the first one was uh, from via the vegan food and living website um, and it was like silken tofu with I think chickpeas and spinach and that was like the middle bit and then it was mm-hmm. like a pastry outer 
So I did cheat and bought the pre-rolled pastry, but it was just all falling off. And uh, do you know what though? I, this is uh, this is also why I have started trying to make my own pastry recently because as much as I love the pre-rolled ones, they're so handy. Um, yeah, they're just really really simple to use, but you don't get a lot in there, and particularly if you are kind of like doing a tart or a pie, I always find if I line the um, like line the the pastry dish i don't have enough for like toppings or no. or like it doesn't quite fit properly and you don't want to roll it too thin like roll it out even more because it'll be too thin um so i had that's kind of like why i've been trying to make my own but equally that's still hard yeah it's just getting it i guess not too wet not too crumbly mm-hmm. but yeah so that one was it was okay but it yeah, it was a little bit, you know, the sides were sort of falling off and stuff. I was trying to transport it in the car and I was like, oh God, there's another bit on the pavement. Oh no. <laughs> Just stick that back on. <laughs> but the other one was delicious. It was um, Nikki Webster, as you know, one of my favourite oh. vegan chefs, uh, Rebel Recipes is her website and cookbook. Um, and yeah, it's from her original cookbook called Rebel Recipes. And it's like a walnut and oat flour base. Ooh. yeah so it was just I love things when you just blend it and then sort of pat it down pat it down sounds like kind of like a cheesecake base that yes kind of like exactly. quite crumbly yeah a bit like that and then the topping was nutritional yeast soaked cashews garlic and onion powder and all that kind of thing and then um some like loads of like heritage tomatoes on top love love so love. it sounds quite plain and I did think oh I don't know if it's going to have an awful lot of flavor but it was delicious just the sweetness of the tomatoes they're perfect almost yeah. it's almost tomato season as well we're almost yeah. there I know and then with the sort of creaminess of the cashew top and then a crunchy base that- it was delicious so is that what is did you like blend the cashews up into kind of like a cashew cream yeah, and yeah. then you baked it yeah okay nice it kind of sounds more like a cheesecake i know like a savory cheesecake yeah which i'm i love i'm here for it yeah <laughs> yeah i think she calls it a tart rather than a quiche but i was right. you know i'm classing it as that but that was lovely and people like that very very dense like you could mm. you know because my mum was like oh isn't it expensive with all those ingredients and i was like well not not really because it's you know, you'd have to buy eggs for a quiche. Yeah. And Lots I suppose eggs. maybe it's more expensive because of the, all the nuts, but it you only needed a small slice because it was so filling. Yeah. So, yes, I was quite pleased with that. And then um, we got sent some squeaky bean things, didn't we? Some we did. New products so much them. stuff. Yeah. So much stuff. I actually forget how many products squeaky bean has. They've got it's loads insane. now. Yeah. Um, so they obviously have the pastrami, which we buy regularly. Love, I, yeah. love the pastrami. Do so quite like so a good. Reuben sandwich with mm. the sauerkraut and gherkins. Lots mm. of mustard. Mm, yeah. Delish. Yeah. Yummy. Um, but some of their new things, they've got sausage rolls out now, haven't they? Which are yep. great for picnic season, yep. which is coming. We promise it is. It's happening. It's here. <laughs> is I it mean, here? Today, it, it, it's a beautiful day. I mean, me and my me and my boyfriend are, are slowly getting into kind of like maybe not picnics outside, but kind of like in the rain, barbecues <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> I let him do it all. Obviously, I am not selling out in the rain cooking. But you barbecue that's... in the rain. 
It's we we've not done it yet, but we want to. Really? What? Just with an umbrella? I don't know. We've not worked out the logistics <laughs> yet. Maybe a little marquee or something. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like we need to make just the most of cooking outside and the weather. Yeah, it's it's probably going to rain, so we might as well just do it. Anyway. You're right. Yeah, that is the right attitude to have, particularly if you live in the UK. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to be barbecuing the rain, but. Yeah. Anyway, it's <laughs> getting distracted. Uh, yeah, they've got sausage rolls. What else have they got? Mm-hmm. Um, some like um, little... they've got some smoky ham, which oh, yeah. is really really good for yeah, just delicious sandwiches. You could even put that in a quiche, sort of like have maybe like some ham. What what would you put in like a traditional quiche? They do quiche Lorraine, don't they? Is Isn't... that bacon or is that ham? Oh. I suppose you could use it. I think you could use like either. It's the... just got yeah. As long as it's got Meat. that that flavor, that sort of smoky yeah. flavor and a bit of texture. But I love them so much. I think they've yeah they've got a really really good texture on them. Really sort of like I don't know they they feel as if you can kind of like pull apart rather than like you just bite it and it's sort of like just this sheet of meat. Or yeah, meat, I should say. <laughs> um, sheet of meat. Sheet of meat and the chorizo, which is oh still that my was favorite. it. I love it so much. It's so good. I used it, um, when was it, Bank Holiday, did a sort of like a little special breakfast of um, creamy butter beans, like creamy harissa butter beans with um, some charred tomatoes and fried up, and spinach and fried up um, some chorizo and just had that and um, a bit of toast. Oh, it's like really posh beans on toast. That sounds great. I I only... It's gorgeous. My dad, it was my dad's birthday just before the weekend and I hadn't seen him over the weekend. So it was like, quick, we need to fit this in. Like, (laughs) it was like such a busy, you know, coronation stuff and... (laughs) So my dad came round with my sisters and I, and it was all a bit last minute. So I was like rifling through the cupboards and the fridge trying to find stuff. Yeah. And he is not vegan at all. Um, he's, yeah. <laughs> well, let's not go down that it's road. It's not happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have tried, but um, he, it, you know, he's just, he's just like, j- likes to joke about it and make fun of me and I'm fine with it. I just let it go over my head. But anyway, I, yeah. um, I, saw the chorizo so I quickly chopped it up and put some other things like bits on sticks like gherkins and stuff I was like that'll do (laughs) bits on sticks uh, yeah yeah (laughs) and then uh, I I sort of took it in I said oh dad look it's your favorite it's vegan chorizo on a stick (laughs) like just you know being completely sarcastic he went what I was like just try it and he was like, oh, no, what is this? And then he proceeded to sit there and eat pretty much the whole thing. It's like hala- hilarious. It's very realistic. I mean, I was always a bit funny about chorizo before I went vegan because you can see th- what are those sort of fat. <laughs> That's what it is. It's What's the grizzly like, bits? What is it? It's like beads of fat. Oh, <laughs> Which is quite interesting because they did manage. They've managed to do that with the squeaky bean stuff. I know it's really impressive, and obviously they've just used vegetable fat. Yeah. Um. So it does. It it's it gives you that kind of like, it, yeah, that really lovely sort of juicy flavour. Yeah, I definitely want to try cooking with it though, because um, mm, cook. I prefer it cooked. Yeah, I think I would actually. Yeah, I might do that tonight. Mm, yeah, do it. It's really nice. Um, what other stuff have I done it with? Pasta, sort of like just tomato, sort of chorizo pasta. Yeah. That's really tasty. 
um, stews. There's lots of stuff you can do it with. Salads, all that stuff. Even if you just kind of like just cut it up, put it in a pan for five minutes and then not five minutes, like a couple of minutes each side. And then just put it on salads or something like that. Yeah. Paella. Paella. Yeah. I haven't done a paella in a long time. No, me neither. Um, I mean, everyone's sort of saying that it's been in the news this week, hasn't it, about the decline of vegan meat? Because is it heck yeah. that have stopped making yeah. the vegan? So I think they've they've reduced their uh, products. I can't remember the figure that it was exactly. I have a feeling it was maybe ten or fifteen. It might have been more. Um, they're reducing it down from that number to two, just two products. Um, and their response was um, that people aren't ready for the amount of stuff. And I guess it's 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 a hard one, isn't it? Because you know we obviously say on this pro- on this podcast that we are supporters of sort of like fake meat and stuff like that. But personally, it's not something that I eat all the time. Yeah, um, just because it is a processed food. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, once in a while is not, it's absolutely fine. And it's a good source of protein if you do need it. Um, and obviously if you are wanting to quit meat, that is just a really great alternative. Yeah. Um, but I guess as well, the price comes into play a lot, doesn't it? Mm. With these types of products, because you can be paying three, four pounds for some sausages, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. I know. I think the the market got saturated so quickly, didn't it? And, yeah, really, you know, really did. I think, and, and I think as well, a lot of people are cutting down on meat, but also wanting to eat healthier alternatives. So not necessarily mm-hmm. wanting to switch, you know, one processed product for another. But, you know, I think there's still room for, you know like the all the brands that are out there doing meat free yeah. stuff because it, at the end of the day we're not suddenly all going to go whole food plant-based are we because we're no. too busy <laughs> exactly exactly and I think as I said there is uh, there is room for these things and you know I would be a hypocrite if I said I also didn't eat these things once in a while so you know it is sad when you do see sort of like brands making that decision but mm at the end of the day like there's still so many amazing products that yeah. are out there that can help you go meat free yeah we're putting a positive <laughs> spin on everything today aren't we molly we're, we're positive people we are we <laughs> we are it feels like a good time to mention our patreon challenge so we yeah would really really love to get to 100 patrons yes. by august middle of august so that's what three months June, July, yeah. August. Yeah, I feel like when we get to a hundred patrons, we need to do some sort of like special, special event, sort of. Definitely, maybe, maybe some sort of like meet up. I think where we all yes. kind of meet up, maybe go for food, something like that. I that think that would be amazing. Great. So if you want to join us in this and yeah, come with the possibility of coming for food with me and Holly, what on <laughs> earth? And just pay two pounds a month. Oh. Yeah, I've just I follow um, Richard Church on Facebook, and he's sort of set his own challenge. And if he gets to a certain um, amount of signups on Patreon, he can quit his day job and do vegan cooking all day long. Like that will be his I career. Love that. I know, and so I really want to support him and do that. Um, he Google Richard Church uh, vegan chef if you're interested. He ha- does amazing recipes. 
And so, yeah, in a similar vein, I just thought, look, let's give ourselves something to aim for. We yeah. we are Let doing this for the cause and we would love to get to 100. Um, and our nemesis, women's running, have like hundreds and hundreds of patrons now. So we have to beat them. <laughs> they are our sister um, title at Anthem Publishing and they are amazing. We love Holly and Esther. We do love um, them. We're only joking. And we just want to be as good as them. We do. We yeah, And we, we just, will be. Yeah. We just want to make a success of this podcast because, you know, things don't necessarily continue unless they are successful and financially viable so please head to patreon and support us we will love you forever yes Um, please just a quick one whilst we're on the subject of um sort of you know connecting with us getting in touch we had a lovely email and instagram message actually and um shall i say who it's from so so sweet so it was it's from sue Makin. And it only dawned on me at the end who it was. So um, she was saying uh, on the back of what we were talking about last week about uh, James Martin, wasn't it? Saying, Mm -hmm. you know, margarine should be banned. It's like practically plastic and it's like, you know, the work of the devil or whatever. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ban this now. But um, Sue was saying that School Night Vegan, who we had on the show a while ago, super, super lovely. I want to be his best mate. Uh, he has a great recipe for homemade vegan butter using all natural ingredients in his new cookbook, which is anything you can cook. I can cook vegan. And it, it looks uses... amazing, that cookbook. Oh, it does, doesn't it? It's got the fried egg. I know. Oh, yeah, I really, really need to do that fried egg. Um, it's made with lectin, which is made from soy. So, and apparently that's readily available. But yeah, yeah I got to the end and then realized that Sue is obviously Richard's mum. I know, I loved it so much. She Sue, Sue has been um in contact quite a few times, I believe, and yeah, she is just so proud of her son. I and know. I love that. I, I love know. that so much. We love you, Sue, and thank you for getting in touch. <laughs> she she said, I love your podcast, thank you. And oh. um hope you'll mention it on your brilliant show. So Sue, we've mentioned it. And we've given yes. Richard a plug. Not that he needs it because he is rocking it all by himself. He doesn't need our, our um, shout outs, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I show you my new tattoo that I got? No, no, no. That's what I spent the coronation doing, get a tattoo. <laughs> it's a very, very special tattoo to me. Um, my dear friend Dylan um, is sadly... Um, going through cancer treatment right now. He was diagnosed um, in early 2021, I believe. It's been quite a bit of a roller coaster, and it all seems sort of like Blimey. Just so much has happened. Yeah. But yeah, basically, he was diagnosed with this really, really rare um, cancer. Uh, it was in his skin tissue. And um, long story short, he had to have his arm amputated um, <gasps> and then half of his lung removed as well because, yeah, the cancer just come back, whatever. Um, and he has been being treated by the NHS up until now. Um, but sadly, because his cancer is just so rare and the capacity, uh, obviously NHS is just at full capacity right now. And there's just not a lot, they, not a lot more they can do for him, which is, um, quite horrendous to be honest, but he has taken the initiative, well, his family, obviously, um, and they've set up a GoFundMe page um, and they've raised 40 grand in two weeks. Wow. Which is just a testament to how amazing Dylan is. And That's just incredible. 
yeah, he's a he's an artist. So basically, um, the arm that he had um, amputated that was his drawing hand, oh, and within no. a year he taught himself to draw again. <gasps> wow! Um, with his left hand, I know. They, there's a post in the Bristol um, Bristol Post uh, that just went up. I think it was last week actually. Um, so yeah, go and give that a Google. How old is he? Uh, he is twenty five. Wow, he and, should um, not be having to deal with that at his age. That is a lot. And I've never seen anyone just deal with what he's had to deal with so like obviously he's had his challenges but it's just he is one of the most amazing people that I know and yeah I just really want him to be able to get the treatment that he deserves so this money will obviously be life-saving yes but this tattoo uh so I went off a little tangent then this tattoo um I basically went to this flash day um and all the tattoo artists were donating all of the money um that people paid for tattoos to dylan's um yeah uh gofundme which is amazing so this is what this is from oh god my handsome man i love him so much well done molly well we'll link to his gofundme in case anyone wants to um you know chuck a few pounds his way i mean what yeah yeah, there's no better cause than that is there and he sounds like real inspirational friend and person in general he is amazing Talking of like um, campa- campaigns and stuff, um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to give a bit of a, a mention of so Tom Pickering, who's a um, Mick. sorry, huh? <laughs> no, oh yeah, someone... <laughs> it's not. It's no relation to Molly. This isn't <laughs> Tom Pickering. Like, huh? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't register that then. Tom Pickering, no relation to Molly, is um, he's a vegan runner and he's launched a new campaign called Running on Plants. And it's Amazing. throughout the um, month of June. And basically it's to a- aims to get more people to pledge to run uh, and eat uh, like whilst adopting a whole food plant-based diet mm-hmm. um, for improved health and athletic performance. So go and check out that. Um, his, I think it's Running on Plants, the website. So... Yeah, I thought I'd do, you know, try and just um, get involved with that a bit. There's also a um, running out of time campaign. That's Did you see that? I sent it to you earlier. Oh, was that the one yes. it, um, in Bath? Yeah, did you just delete it because it said running? <laughs> <laughs> no. You flagged it for later, haven't you? I have. I will get uh, back to you on that one, my love. I really yeah. will. Is it a park run? To be fair, no. so I kind of, oh, okay. Is it more than 5K? <laughs> no, it's 2.5K. Easy peasy. It's basically oh my gosh, like a. I could do that. Maybe. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> so we just go to Bath, we'll get the women's running guys on board. 2.5K, you just have to take the baton because um, the baton's going sort of around the UK, I think. Don't quote me on it, but check out, again, check out the website. But yeah, so we just take the baton to the next place. And then everyone kind of takes it around. It's just, you know, raising awareness and money because you enter, you pay an entrance fee um, for, you know, the charity that's obviously just raising awareness of what needs to be done to stop climate change. So, yeah, that's quite a good one to do. Is it like a race where it's whoever gets the finish line first or is it just kind of like a fun run sort of thing? I think it's more like fun run, but I think you have to do 2.5K in 15 minutes. But that's, we can do that. That's it's half just as soon as run. you said baton, I just got trauma from school sports <laughs> days. Yeah. Okay. Relay! Molly! Molly! Oh, Molly, you've dropped it! <laughs> Molly! <laughs> I'm picturing the scene. <laughs> Breathe. It's all right. We're not at school. 
we can do this. No oh. one's gonna no one's gonna shout at us or bully us for dropping the <laughs> They might do. <laughs> well, I I think we should give it a go, it'll be fun. And um we've got loads of stuff coming up, haven't we? So this Friday yeah. we've got our first live cook along. Yes, I'm so, so excited. Again, get over to Patreon because you have to join us. It's going to be really good. Molly has created a delicious looking recipe and you can see oh. that on our um, Instagram feed if you'd like to go and have a look. It looks so nice. It does look amazing, doesn't it? It's, um, yeah, I just love cashews. I love beetroot and I love mm. sourdough bread. Mm. And I'm going to put those things together and you're going to love it. Okay. Well, <laughs> the pressure's on because I'm going to have to do mine next month. So um, I'm letting you go first, see how <laughs> how you do it. And then I need to come up with some incredible recipe that's super easy for lunch um, for the month after. So that's quite exciting. And then we're both going to go to the podcast show again, aren't we? On the 24th yes. of May, which is in London. So um, yeah, we'll be sharing our um, stories from that. Last time we met Fern Cotton. We did and who else jay rayner who's a big jay food Rainer, podcaster gary lineker there was loads there last yeah. year wasn't there i know yeah it was brilliant so we'll be at that all sorts going on i remember of the podcast show last year and you were outside <laughs> like fern cotton's out there should, should, should i just go and say hello should i just go up to her and say no i was like holly no <laughs> i know i was sort of following her for a bit and then it was like okay this is a bit weird because I think you get used to going to vegan festivals and you feel like you're all on a, on the same level, even if you're sort of like famous or not. It's like, we're all yeah. vegans, we're all friends. Yeah. And then you go to like a podcasting thing. It's like, yeah, we're not all vegans and we're not all friends here. This is we're... national treasure, Fern <laughs> Cotton territory. Yeah. I don't know if, if we even get close to her. No. We might just get booted in the face. Yeah. Not obviously by removed yeah have removed by security but um yeah we'll, we'll try and get a picture with her this year come on she's yeah. a fellow vegan she has to do it she is, i don't think she is a fellow vegan i think she's plant-based oh let's not go down that route let's not go down that she route. has a That's vegan what... cookbook she likes yeah. vegan food we'll settle yeah. for that we're inclusive here inclusive <laughs> i love inclusivity well um Keep listening because I'm speaking to Lisa Simon, who's a dietitian uh, from, uh, she's a member of the plant-based health professionals. And she's talking all about fertility, which is really Ooh. interesting. And her kind of story of how she had loads of, you know, um, problems with endometriosis and mm -hmm. she was conceived, but then couldn't conceive a second child and she had IVF. And yeah, a plant-based diet and, all, and these other kind of lifestyle wow. changes can be really helpful. So... Wow, interesting. Come with here. Well, before our interview, I just quickly wanted to tell you about Palmyra, the House of Iaea, which is a secluded sanctuary nestled in the beautiful Riviera Maya in Mexico, offering guests a specially designed and curated retreat experience where mind, body, and soul reconnect with ancient paths. What sets Palmyra apart from other luxury resorts is its commitment to nourishing the biome. The resort's menus are prepared entirely with plant-based ingredients while still offering exquisite non-vegan options. This commitment emphasises the importance of nourishing the body, mind and spirit with nutritious, sustainable and delicious food. The House of Iaea approach is centred around progressive wellness. It's philosophy that emphasises sustainable, long-lasting wellness practices at your own pace. This approach to wellness is about fulfilling our lives more meaningfully. 
Drawing from ancient rituals and practices, Palmea's Architects of Life programme is a journey of transformative experiences that includes over 30 rotating classes, ceremonies and rituals, such as sound healing, yoga, meditation, pranayama and much more. Overall, Palmyra, the House of Iaia, is a unique destination that offers a truly holistic approach to wellness and luxury. Whether you're seeking a tranquil retreat or a transformative journey, Palmyra has something to offer you. So why not book your next getaway and experience the magic of Palmyra yourself? Follow the link in our show notes to book now. today by dietitian Lisa Simon. You've been on the podcast before, haven't you, Lisa? I think so, a long time yeah. ago. I can't remember when, when I spoke to you. I know, it seems, well, I think it was years ago now. It seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it was definitely pre-COVID, so... Oh, was it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a lifetime ago, a whole different world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got a new book out, haven't you? And is that out now? Um, it is I've actually yeah. got a copy here so it's the plant-based dietitian's guide to fertility ah, lovely it always comes up as back to front doesn't it on the camera no I can I can see that fine and you're a member of plant-based health professionals so we've worked with a lot on the podcast I so am, yes do you want to I mean I was just kind of reading through the book earlier and and it's a really interesting story isn't it that you have um and you know the reason that you came to write this book and, and sort of specialize in um fertility so what what tell us what happened it started when you were a teenager yeah so basically I hadn't my period suddenly stopped at the age of around 17 18 and I'd been back and forth to the doctors and no one really knew what was going on I had a scan at the time and and they told me that I might have some cysts on my ovaries but they didn't really explain more than that and I didn't really ask more than that because I I wasn't that bothered at the time I was only a teenager (laughs) I didn't think about having a family or anything at that point so I actually, um, so my periods never came back, and then I somehow managed to conceive um, my eldest son, who's now 14, and I thought, well, it's fine, there's no problems, but then I developed secondary infertility, so my period still hadn't come back, they were probably, I may have had one every couple of years, Um, I got diagnosed with endometriosis, And then my husband and I tried for a baby without success for a couple of years. And because I was 37 at the time and he was in his early 40s, we thought, well, we don't really have much time to mess around. So we went down the IVF route. So and then you managed to conceive a second child? Yeah. So he's now, well, he's coming up to five this year. Um, And yeah, I mean, it anyone who's had IVF treatment or is struggling with infertility knows that you will do anything you possibly can to try and conceive but luckily because I have a science um, background I'm a dietitian I knew kind of how to separate separate out the the fact from the fiction because there is a lot of uh, misinformation out there but I stumbled across plant-based nutrition during that time and I knew straight away there was something in it the more I read, the, the stronger the evidence base, and it's just ever-growing on how a plant-based diet can, can help to you know, optimise fertility mm. for, for both men and women. So you weren't, you weren't even vegan, were you, when you were kind of going through this whole process, and it was only no. through your research, and then I think you said you were still eating dairy when you had your second child, but then you kind of... Um, what happened to, to sort of make you go fully vegan? Well... It's funny because being a dietitian, we we hadn't had any um, 
kind of lectures or anything during my degree on plant-based nutrition so I didn't really know much about it and I thought that eliminating dairy would be really terrible because it would take away all the calcium and good sources of protein and all the rest of it and especially because I fell pregnant I was a bit worried about eliminating it but then my son was diagnosed with cow's milk protein allergy when he was six weeks old and he'd been really poorly up until that point um, and so because I was feeding him it just I stopped overnight it takes a while to clear from the system, um, but the, cha- the you know the change in him was was amazing, and also I noticed significant changes in myself when I was fully plant based. So within three months, my periods returned, and they've been normal ever since. So twenty eight to thirty two day cycle, um, and the quite significant. I say quite. It was. It was significant, debilitating pain that I used to get with endometriosis has completely disappeared as well. And I know it's anecdotal, but there's lots of evidence to back up, um, yeah. you know, what happened to me. Yeah, I spoke to um, Bailey Ruskus um, recently. I don't know if you've heard of her, Chef Bailey. She's in the US um, and uh, she's, you know, very similar story. She she came from sort of, I think she had like butchers in the family a real sort of meat eating you know um meat heavy you know diet and she suffered for years and then discovered plant-based eating and it's you know it's changed her life so what what is it then about the plant-based diet that is so amazing when it comes to our kind of hormones and reproductive organs and things like that I mean what yeah it's like it's quite mind-blowing really isn't it that that it can make such a difference it really is, and it's, I mean, it's incredible. First of all, there are components in animal products that can really negatively affect fertility. So you're looking at things like heme iron and saturated fat, cholesterol, trans fats, um, and animal protein itself. And by minimising or eliminating those foods from the diet, there's also advanced glycation end products in, in, well, in high quantities in meat, especially dry-cooked meat that can cause this inflammatory cascade in the body because they attach to receptors throughout the reproductive tract. So if they attach to receptors around the ovaries, they can uh, result in early ovarian ageing, they can attach in the uterus and actually prevent implantation, they can attach around the male reproductive um, system and organs as well. So reducing those animal products down is really beneficial, but then adding in plant foods and as many different colourful plant foods as you can you've got components in there that can not only help improve egg and sperm quality but they can actually increase endometrial tissue thickness they can aid implantation they can reduce that inflammation so there's so many beneficial ways and you want to be looking at as many kind of varieties of plant foods as you can because then you get as many phytonutrients as you can so, for example, anthocyanins in blueberries, sulforaphane in broccoli, you can have isoflavones in soy. Um, you know, there's, there's so many antibacterial, antimicrobial, antioxidant effects of those phytonutrients. And also specific vitamins and minerals in plant foods that, that have been shown to optimise fertility. It's always variety is key, isn't it? I, I think we're always looking for like, can I just eat a banana and then I'm going to like, you know, just <laughs> this is going to happen to me. No, you've got to get a rich variety. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Why, why do you think we're seeing so many more problems then? Because I'm just trying to think of, you know, what a sceptic or, or a typical carnivore might say. All oh, humans have eaten meat and dairy for thousands of years and we never used to have all these problems. 
what you know what do you think's changed in modern society I think the way people are eating has changed definitely there's far more processed and um, processed foods on the market that can be you know particularly have negative effects um, and just the information wasn't there as well you know it's it's just an ever-growing evidence base and we know that high meat intakes are not only harmful to fertility but for general health as well you know as we all know the world health organization has classed red meat and processed meat as class one and class two carcinogens so we know that meat heavy diets are not healthy for us but i think there's far more awareness now of the importance of plants and even if someone's not ready to be 100 percent vegan i think people are starting to be more open to incorporating more plants into their diet and my husband is is certainly one of those he was a huge carnivore when we first met and now i mean he eats predominantly plant-based at home yeah that's brilliant I'm just suddenly thinking of something I saw and I'm, I'm annoyed I didn't look up which paper it was. It was online. You might have seen it because you're in the plant-based health professional groups, aren't you? Um, but it was, it was a, I think it was a nutritionist saying that um, the sort of the ideal children's lunch was a cottage pie with some fruit. And I was just kind of looking at it thinking cottage pie with, with minced like beef or lamb? Like what? That, I mean, is, is, that's classed as processed meat right yeah (laughs) (laughs) and like like you said there's so much misinformation that people are reading that and yeah it's it's crazy how much misinformation out is out there and I mean the the biggest one is soya isn't it yeah beware of the soya because it's harmful to pretty much every health aspect when actually we know that that is just simply not true and even in terms of fertility soya people who eat soya um, two, you know, three servings a day have been shown to have better IVF outcomes. Um, it can actually reduce vaginal dryness as well, which is, you know, sexual dysfunction in women, which is getting, which is on the increase, and for men as well with erectile dysfunction. Um, so soya has many, many benefits, and I would always advise any patient to to aim for two to three servings a day. Okay, amazing. Would you say? Presumably not sort of, you know, a soy, like a, a vegan burger, but things like edamame beans. Yeah. Um, to- tofu, tofu and tempeh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And fortified soy milk as well, you know, especially the, the one with no added sugar um, is, is really beneficial. So 200 mils of that is equal to one portion. Okay. Do you think um, obesity is affecting um, fertility as well? Is there a link there? Yeah, hundred percent. There's there's a link between um, obesity and infertility, especially um, in women, but also in men. Um, and being underweight too can can significantly affect fertility. So the aim is always to to try and you know be a healthy weight. And there are certain conditions like polycystic ovary syndrome, for example, where um, you know a large proportion of of women who suffer with that are overweight as well. Not all you know for sure but a large percentage so getting the right support is really important because I think that a lot of health professionals maybe don't approach that in the right way there needs to be empathy and understanding um, and you know there's nice guidelines as well to say that women who um, are overweight or obese should have the right support um, to enable them to, to become pregnant yeah 
What would you recommend then if someone listening has been struggling to get pregnant and, you know, perhaps they're, I don't know, perhaps they're even vegan, but they're not eating a sort of, you know, predominantly whole food plant-based diet. What tips would you give? Because it can be really hard, can't it? Especially if you've got, for example, a really busy career or you might have children already and you're trying, like you were trying to conceive another child and, you know, I know my children don't always want to eat a whole food plant-based dinner. No, exactly. I can just about get it past my, you know, 16-year-old daughter, but um, not getting it past the 11-year-old boy, that's for sure. So <laughs> what would you recommend? Well, there are, there are certain recipes that you can make pretty much whole food plant-based in disguise. So, for example, macaroni cheese. There's a brilliant recipe um, that I always use in the Plant Power Doctor, Gemma Newman's book, and that uses cashew nuts and um, butternut squash and other vegetables in there, and of course, nutritional yeast, which I cannot live without. Um, And, you know, things like that, my family absolutely love that, and they just think, you know, the children don't know that it's packed full of vegetables and there's, there's lots of whole foods in there, but batch cooking as well. I find really helpful because sometimes my my kids and my husband do want the um, you know the more processed vegan foods and although there's nothing wrong with having those occasionally, I don't like to have them too often. So batch cooking and filling the freezer with foods that you know that you really enjoy is is a really good way um, as well. But also not just looking at your nutrition because although that's really important, that's that's kind of just one piece of the puzzle. There are other things as well. I talk about in in my book so helping to manage stress is is really important and not just telling someone well just relax or don't be stressed you know that's not <laughs> helpful and so the, the, the number of times that people have said that you know they've been told that so really giving them practical tips on on how they can do that tips on how they can improve their sleep because as you know being if you have young children as well and you're trying to conceive again your sleep is not adequate most of the time so just you know giving reassurance as well and and practical tips and also um looking at your exercise levels making sure you're not over exercising because that can have an impact make sure you're incorporating daily movement so not just active exercise but just moving around more as well during the day all of those things combined you know are important okay um what sort of problems do you see then on it do you you are helping sort of people every day with fertility is that your sort of the main focus of your role now no so I actually work full-time in the NHS and it's very different to my private work so my NHS work is in is in one of the only two inpatient units in Wales that um, see adolescents with eating disorders and psychosis so that's very different to yes. my my, pri- <laughs> my private work. So I work for Plant Based Health Online, and that's where I see my fertility patients. Right. So I've seen a lot of couples actually, which is really really great because often the men kind of hide away and they don't want to talk about fertility. Yeah. And male fertility, male infertility, sorry, is is actually one of the most common reasons that people access fertility treatment. So it's really important to get men involved as well. Um, I see women with endometriosis, polycystic ovaries, um, and mostly unexplained infertility. Okay. And do they, uh, are they sort of, you know, generally not at all vegan and then they start to adopt the whole food plant-based diet and do they then see results? 
it varies actually to be honest most of them are plant-based already that come through and I think that's possibly because we are called plant-based health online but I see you know you don't have to be plant-based to to come and see me absolutely not um but yeah just making little tweaks to their diet and a lot of the time these women and these couples have gone through so much by the time they've come to see me there's a lot of it is trying to manage their anxiety and their stress levels as well and just also with the women a lot of them don't eat enough fat and that's really important for fertility and it's got to be the right type of fat Um, but I think a lot of women are scared of fat and you know you can't make hormones properly without without adequate fat and you need it for energy and it plays so many important roles um, Mm. in in optimizing egg and sperm quality as well so that's something we focus on I've seen women who have had uh, five six miscarriages as well and they're just absolutely desperate and terrified and that's when you know we it's more kind of turns into a more of a counseling session so we really talk things through and and I always offer that email support as well for for anyone going through that. That's heartbreaking. It's mm. great that you're there and you've sort of been through some of this and you can, you know, really sort of share your experience. Yeah. I know there's kind of a train of thought um, with eating for your cycles. Is that something that you follow? So, for example, eating more protein at certain times of the month and eating more fats at certain times of the month? No. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's almost like seed cycling isn't it that's a that's a common one right. as well um but with seed cycling there's no evidence that 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 helps with your hormone balance at okay. all and um, and what i would say is rather than eating for your cycle just try and implement a really regular pattern of eating where every day you're aiming to to include source of predominantly whole grains a source of protein a source of fat with every meal fill the plate with with colorful vegetables you do burn slightly more calories or expend slightly more calories during ovulation which is when women tend to their appetite tends to increase so that's fine go with that as well and just just trust your body that you know it will tell you what it needs if when it's hungry yeah sort of listening to it isn't it i know when i'm sort of before my period I just want to eat every carb inside yeah, so I'm yeah. trying to sort of you know stay away from the crisps and and things like that and stick to the the whole grains and yeah. <laughs> the health, healthier carbs as it were <laughs> what are some of the healthy fats that you recommend then things like avocado yeah so for men and women it's different so for women it's monounsaturated fats so that's your avocados nuts seeds olive oil and then for men, because sperm is predominantly made up of polyunsaturated fat, that's the really important fat for them to have. So chia, hemp, flax seeds, walnuts, leafy veg, soya. Um, and I do actually recommend a, an omega-3 supplement as well, um, generally for my patients, not just fertility patients. And you're looking at roughly 450 milligrams a day okay. of, of, of an omega-3 supplement. Right. I always get confused with omega-3 because there's like different is there like different types and some's in flaxseed and some's in like seaweed is that right well you've got ALA which is the the food sources and then your body converts that into EPA and DHA which is the type of omega-3 found in fish and oily fish which is why the recommendations for non-plant-based eaters are to include those in the diet but your body isn't very efficient at converting the food sources into the active form the EPA and DHAs which is why I always recommend the algae based supplement and 
people always a lot of people will say to me well if you need to take a supplement why don't you know you shouldn't be doing it you should just eat the fish and then I say well the fish get their omega-3 from the algae so you are just cutting out the middleman when you do it that way and the middleman is sadly sort of full of plastic and (laughs) all sorts of horrible things these days so (laughs) you're much better off yeah Uh, I think um a lot of what you've said will really resonate with people. And, you know, I know I've got sort of friends um, who are, I mean, I'm 44 now, so I'm kind of at the other end of the scale where I'm perimenopausal and I'm, that's a whole new world. <laughs> um, but, I can relate you know, to that. Yeah, can you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just touching on that, what would, you, what would you recommend for people? You know, my hair started to fall out and things like that. And it's, that can be quite scary, can't it? Yeah, hormones are awful, aren't they? Yeah. It's, it's hard being it's hard being female. It really is. But what I mean what I would say is is look after yourself is is really important as well because I think if you're career driven as well, it's very hard to to reach burnout and not listen to your body. So doing kind of gen, incorporating some gentle movement in as well, like yoga, pilates. I've come across that recently and I'm a massive fan or I've started practicing recently oh, and it's really helped with my energy levels right um and also soya is brilliant for for perimenopausal symptoms and menopausal symptoms especially so another good reason to to pack that in um and just you know eat as balanced a diet as you can yeah okay well I've been thinking of joining um park yoga so I might give that oh, a go <laughs> It's um, when I spoke to um, another member of the plant-based health professionals, actually, um, I've forgotten who it was now, but we were talking about the sort of the pillars of lifestyle medicine. And it Mm. is like you say, you can't just, you know, you can't just change one aspect necessarily. It's got to be looking at the whole, you know, the whole picture, which I think your GP doesn't tend to do if you go to the doctors um and it's you know obviously diet can play a huge role but again like you say it's it's just looking at ways you can you know try and reduce your stress levels and move more get better sleep um I think relationships is another one isn't it I mean I know sort of fertility issues can cause a lot of problems in relationships because of the stress you know and you I think you become especially as a female I think I've before become so focused on you know the fact that I think it took me about six months to conceive my second child um and that felt like forever you know Mm -hmm. and and obviously looking back it was no time at all but because I'd conceived straight away with my daughter about five and a half years before it was like oh my god it's not happening and you know you start to just get so focused on it all the time that's all you can think about isn't it like where am I at my cycle and how am I going to make this happen? So, yeah, it's it's so stressful, and it can it can have a real impact on your relationship because it's just this huge emotional roller coaster, mm. and especially when you if you go through fertility treatment as well, it's such a stressful time, and you know you're injecting yourself every day, and your hormones are all over the place, and it's easy to feel a bit resentful as well towards your partner. But mm. I just try to remember that he was going through it with me as well and we all have different ways of communicating too and he was really closed off a lot of the time and that was easy for me to think that it was because he wasn't really interested and you know he he didn't really care that much but actually it was because he cared so much and he was so desperate for it to work that he kind of closed in on himself and that's really important to to just keep communicating and remember maybe someone needs space you know one of you might need more space than the other and 
it's just you're in it together and anything you can do to try and support each other is is really beneficial for your relationship yeah oh it's lovely that you know you've you've sort of um you're just a lovely success story I guess aren't you you know you've got your two children now and you're helping others so if anyone wants to chat to you they can find you on plant-based health online yes yeah so we offer free inquiry calls so that's 10 minutes where we can just have a chat and I can let you know what consultation looks like and um just be nice you know it's nice to get a chance to meet each other before the actual consultation um and then yeah we do 45 minute initial consultations with a 15 minute follow-up after after that so um we've I've had some amazing success stories and it just it honestly makes my day when I get that email to say yeah it's worked I'm pregnant and and yeah and sending me baby photos as well I'm always always open to that (laughs) (laughs) oh that's fantastic what a job to have I know I Um, love it well we will link to your book as well in the show notes so anyone can um, grab a copy of that and have a read in their own time so um, yeah hopefully we can um, help help more people and reach more people through through this episode so thank you so much for joining us oh thanks Holly well if you know anyone who you think might benefit from what Lisa had to say please do share the episode with them and please do leave us a review on your platform of choice We will see you Friday for our live cook-along if you're on Patreon. And if not, we'll see you next Thursday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.